Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for seeing, thanks for tuning, thanks for downloading, thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, an incredible new brand called Soul in Soul. Yeah, like soul and soul. I can't even wait um, for you to meet um, th- this company, this leader uh, in the industry. Lena Gossman is on today with me. It is so great to have you on the podcast, Lena. It's so awesome that you're here. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm excited. I had so much fun learning about your business. I have so many questions and like I can't even wait to dive in. Um, we're going to talk about running today. We're going to talk about running shoes today. We're talking about the insoles of shoes. Like I can't uh, so much. Um, and like such a unique area. I can't even wait. So um, let's do this before we get too far. How about share a little bit of your background and how you decided to start the business? Like what were you doing before you launched the business? Well, you know, I actually got into making orthotics when I was a teenager. I was just 17 years old and I needed a job. And so I got a job at this local shoe boutique and I was just supposed to be selling shoes. (laughs) Um, And so I, I got in there and it turned out that my boss was a biomechanist and just a genius with fixing people's foot problems. People would come to him from all over the world to have him hand make orthotics. And he was getting a bit behind on that work. So I said to him, Oh, I know I'm a girl, but I don't mind <laughs> uh, getting my hands a little dirty and, you know, gluing and cutting and sanding stuff. If you want me to prep the orthotics for you. And, uh, and he ended up actually taking me on as his apprentice Wow. And I really loved the work and I switched my major in college to study biomechanics, kinesiology and business. And so um so that's kind of where I got started on my path. Eventually the small shoe boutique closed and he and I were just working out of our garages while doing other jobs too and um and throughout that time I had started making some of my own designs. And um, eventually I got my favorite design that was working really well for people um, patented. And then um, I wanted to help more people because hand making orthotics, I mean, really, I could only help 50 people a year. So I just, you know, you're you're spending so much time with each person. And um, the reason I made this first design was because the full length orthotics that we were making took up a lot of space in the shoes. Got it. So um, a lot of women came to me and they said, I love this full length orthotic, but I just want to work cute shoes. I'm so sick of wearing <laughs> these ugly, bulky, clunky shoes. Right. right. Um, so I started making um, some of the aspects of the full length orthotic into a smaller size and then individually hand carving them and gluing them into wow. people's shoes. And so that is what became of the shoe bubble, my very first product and the one that I ended up getting my first patent on. Wow. All and, right. So um, pause. I got to ask you some yeah. questions in on that. So got sure. it. So you, so you grew up kind of in the industry, which is very, very cool. You decide you're going to do your own. Like, when did you decide it was going to become a business? Do you know what I mean? Like, did you know... Um, like from when you like were people already asking you for these when you could only make 50 a year what did that look like 
Well, you know, I I didn't necessarily see myself as an entrepreneur when I first got started. I I thought for some reason when I was going to school that I was going to go work for some big company designing shoes or bionic limbs or I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I I just enjoyed helping people and I knew a lot about the lower extremities and movement and um and so I I was making these designs and um, and started getting a lot more requests, and I knew it was something that was going to help a lot more people. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a unique design because it helped about 90% of the foot issues that I was seeing, mainly people who had heel pain or forefoot pain or overpronation, which is basically just falling and dropping inward. Um, other problems, you know, were only taking up about 10% of my time and, um, and, you know, customers that were coming to me, uh, could really benefit from this. So I felt like it was really important to get it manufactured and get sure. it out there to help more people. I love that. But how did you figure that part out? Did you already know like how to do manufacturing or who to call for that? Or like, you know what I mean? It's one thing to have the idea around. It's another to go to production with it, right? <laughs> well, I started by searching online and finding some manufacturers in Mexico that worked with foam materials because foam is what I was originally hand making these micro-sized orthotics out of in the first place. So I lined up a few meetings and went down there with a friend who speak Spanish fluently um, because I sound like a two-year-old when I'm speaking Spanish, even though I've been practicing <laughs> for many years, um, wouldn't be able to do any business meetings in Spanish. <laughs> so nice. uh, maybe order some tacos. I don't know. <laughs> but nice. I, um, so I lined up some meetings, went down to Mexico, rented a car, drove up there, went to the meetings and uh, checked out these manufacturing facilities. Um, I found a few places that I liked and, um, picked up some samples and then we mailed samples back and forth and I moved on to getting a mold made. And once we did that, um, I was able to get some samples back and, and find that their manufacturing process actually wasn't going to work for what I needed. The, the product needed to go from thicker to thinner and, um, but their manufacturing process, they didn't do injection molding. They did a sort of compression molding of flat sheet foams. And so when you go from thicker to thinner, the thicker area might be the right consistency, but then the thinner area that gets squished gets harder and it wasn't going to work very well for my product. And by that point in time, I had already gone through two manufacturers, two years wow. of trying to get this product made and I failed. Wow. And I, I almost gave up at that point in time. I gave up for months, maybe about nine months. I was just done. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Yeah. But during that time, I kept running into people who would express to me that they needed something like this to exist. They wanted, you know, wanted me to hand make them for them. And again, I, I, started feeling that burning, you know, feeling inside where it's like, I need to do this. This is my, you know, my purpose. I've spent this much time sure. uh, invested in this project and I'm not going to feel um, successful unless I at least um, make a first run of this product and see how it goes and finish what I started. Got so it. at that point in time, I decided 
I'm going to scour the world online <laughs> and find, <laughs> nice. find someone who can make this for me. It can't be that hard. You know, there's got to be someone who can do it. Some, some, you know, facility that is experienced and there's got to be a material that's going to work for my needs. And so I, I searched on the internet and I found 50 different possible manufacturers. I emailed with them back and forth, talked to them on the phone, Skyped with them and narrowed them down and then started getting samples of various similar types of products that they make and um, getting those mailed over and then narrowed it down further until I got to the manufacturer that I ended up choosing um, who had the best samples, the best communication um, and the most patience with, you know, someone who's an inventor who, um, you know, needs a, a lot more um, back and forth uh, sure. to get the product just perfect. And so um, they're wonderful. They've been great. And there's, I'm still working with them to this day, six, more than six years later. Wow. Amazing. And like, you know, I, I was going to go here earlier, but you know, who is your customer and is it the same as like when you started versus where you are now or how has that evolved? Well, um, gosh, you know, my customers are all over the map of all ages, you know, men and women, I've got athletes. Um, but I would say that a lot of my customers are a little bit older. Um, and that's not because they're the only ones that need orthotics. It's just that um, when you get older, you tend to, you know, know a little bit better how important it is to take care of your body. And I feel like um, the younger crowd doesn't always, um, you know, pay attention to that. They they want to tough through any pain and they feel invincible. So Got even it. though it can help <laughs> prevent problems later in life, they might not feel as motivated to wear orthotics and insoles um, as the older, you know, generation who sure. um, are to a point where they realize the importance of uh, protecting their feet to Got it. protect the rest of their body. And have you had to do a lot of marketing and whatnot around it? Or how have you built awareness of your brand? Or, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, I've done a variety of marketing and, you know, things can be successful for a while and then um, and then phase out and then you start something else. So I've definitely, you know, dabbled in Facebook ads and Google ads. And um, what's been really good, actually, for my business has been affiliate marketing. Oh, so, okay. Talk about um, that. Affiliate marketing, um, that has to do with giving commissions to online experts who um, have blogs and, you know, YouTubes and um, things of that nature where they, you know, maybe it's a physical therapist who has a blog about, uh, you know, how to exercise the lower extremities. And um, they can put a link right there at the bottom of their blog or their YouTube video. And um, somebody can click there and then uh, buy the product if they're interested. And then the blogger will get a commission for it. it. So that's been, you know, that's been pretty good. Um, you know, you give you give a sample to somebody and if they love it, then they feel comfortable promoting it. Totally. Mm hmm. And um, and then I've partnered up with other um, other companies that do marketing. And so it, it can work really well to to team up with people that know how to do things that you don't that you don't focus on. You know, sure. I'm I'm a you know, I'm a 
inventor designer. I, I learned a lot about foot problems, but now I've had to, you know, teach myself all the other things about business <laughs> right, and right. marketing and accounting and you, know, no, other, could... you spend so much more time doing all these other tasks taxes <laughs> right oh god yeah all those other fun tasks <laughs> business insurance in having your uh, own yeah, yeah insurance <laughs> totally right so have you had to lean on others for that help or are you wearing all the hats what does that look like you know it started out for many years of me wearing all the hats um and as my business started to grow, you know, I, I guess I would say, I would say we, <laughs> even right. though it was just me as every single role. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, but now we have, I have an employee and I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of people that, that do parts and pieces of the business. So a lot of kind of independent contractors who have been a big part of um, of the business, so you know I I don't know how to do three um, D modeling, um, but I was able to hire engineers to you know I'm doing the design, but then they actually put it into the you know the the code to sure. to create the three D model to create the molds. So. Um, and then website design, you know, I, I can dabble in it and fix things a little, taught myself how to do HTML and, nice. but, you know, I hired a, you know, web designer who could totally. really make it, you know, function, make the website beautiful and function properly. That's amazing. Um, and I did WordPress for many, many years. Um, it's a, it's an open source platform for websites. So it definitely was great. And you know, saving money and bootstrapping in the beginning. Sure. Um, but this year did a full website redesign on Shopify and it was a really good decision. Um, yeah. WordPress over time, just with all the different um, applications that you add, um, they started glitching a little bit. And so it was really nice to move on to this seamless platform totally. um, where everything just uh, runs smoothly and it's a lot less work and there's a lot of um, cool applications that integrate seamlessly with Shopify. So I think it was a really good decision to um, That's move great. onto that platform. And are you having to ship your own product or do you have somebody else do that? How does that work or how has it worked? Some of the product um, my employee ships um, out of San Diego. Um, a big portion of the product is shipped um, out by a partner of ours who um, who helps to do a lot of sales and they have their own warehouse to store a ton of products. So Got a big it. portion is done by them. And then a big portion is done by Amazon through the FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon. Yep, FBA. Got it. Oh, that's great. Um, so exciting. Now, how over time, um, ha have you been focused on product development or on thinking about what's next? Or how do you think about that from a, a product perspective in terms of strategy? Yeah, this is a good season for me to um, spend a little bit of time working on product development. Things get kind of crazy in Q4 with the holidays and everything. Totally. But things slow down a little bit in Q1 and Q2. And so this is my time where um, I spend some time and 
test and try things and I get back to my grinder and hand make things and <laughs> nice. walk around and <laughs> and put samples on people and have them test things. So um yeah, there's there's some new products on the horizon, hopefully. And um right now, um right now they're in the making. So that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, as you think about the next six, 12 months, do you, are you looking at retail stores at all? And obviously you saw, saw off your website, you've got Amazon and whatnot, but how do you think about retail or route to market for product like in those channels? Oh yeah. We're in over a hundred different retail stores currently, uh, mostly through distributors. So we have two different distributors that um, help us get into um, various retailers like Birkenstock stores and footwear etc and um around the u.s and um and some some places internationally as well um so we're in yeah we're in a good handful of comfort shoe stores and then also in um, a lot of doctor's offices like chiropractic offices and physical therapy offices it's very very cool yeah that's great um, and i would say more growth to come right i mean you've got mm-hmm. I mean, that's good that you're in those stores but so much more p- um, potential in terms of uh, retail opportunity um, yeah and a new a new outlet that we just got into is um the athletic training department in colleges so we ah. just got into usd's uh University of San Diego, their um, athletic training department, which is really exciting because that's um, that's how we can get to reaching some younger people before they have any injuries and help to prevent them. I love it. So talk about the name. How did you come up with the name Soul in Soul? Oh, um, so, you know, I had a lot of time before the product actually existed. And <laughs> some, <laughs> some of that time was, you know, me kind of playing uh, way too many domain names and, you know, sure. <laughs> learning and teaching myself how to use um, Adobe Illustrator to make my own logo. And I came up with, I don't even know how many different names. And then I was surveying my family and my friends and, and none of them seemed to really stick out. And then one day after I was pretty proficient at um, doing graphic design, I um, I kind of woke up with this image in my head of the logo and it was, it was pretty clear. And I just, I made it in about five minutes. I just went on the computer, do, 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 and, you know, <laughs> made it. And, and it was pretty much perfect just from that five minutes wow. of making it. And then I went and the domain name was available and it just felt meant to be. And, right. um, and you know, the thing about it is that I really put a lot of my, my heart and soul into this business and to helping people and creating products that um, make a difference in people's lives and improve their quality of life. So it really, it really felt like the right name for this business um, to have it be, you know, insoles with soul. Um, I love that. It's very, very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. I love it. Um, I always love to ask our guests uh, a question of some advice that you'd offer others. You've been at this now for a couple of years. um, And we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our our show. Uh, What would be two or three things you would offer from your experience in, in building and growing this brand? Um, gosh, there's, there's so much to learn as you go through your process of you know, entrepreneurship. Um, one thing that I, I find time and time again is just because one person 
or one company can't do something that you you need, it doesn't mean that there's not somebody else out there who can do it. Right. So don't give up just because somebody says that what your idea is, you know, isn't possible to make. It just might mean that they don't know how to do it, but somebody else might know how, how to fix that web problem that you're having or how to fix that design challenge that you're having. There, there are so many people out there who have so much knowledge and teaming up with with those people can make a big difference. Got it. I love that advice and super helpful. And then what about on the, just as you think about like product development, marketing, branding, figuring out just packaging and things, what, what have you learned there that you'd share? Um, well, there's a lot to it. Um, you've, you've got to really do your research because, um, because little details really matter on the packaging. You know, the UPC codes need to be added. Right. Um, it needs to be, <laughs> everything needs to be clearly marked. Um, just because it makes sense for you of how to use a product. Um, it's very important to make the directions very clear because if your directions aren't clear on how to use your product, you're going to get a lot more emails and calls um, that need to be attended to to um, explain how to use the product. And so, yeah, pay a lot of attention, do a lot of research, look at the packaging from your competitors and have it make sense why they why they chose to make the packaging the way it was um you don't have to reinvent the wheel there's so much so much information out there and so many products that have um that can be a great representation uh for package design um that you can you can look at them it might not be the same product as sure. yours Sure. Um, might be a, you know, you might be selling soccer balls and this might be for <laughs> baseball bats. Um, but you know, if you, if you look at the, the layout from another company that's doing really well, um, then you can, you can learn a lot, um, on how to do it right. And, you know, stop yourself before, um, making a mistake or missing something. That's totally. Important. That's for sure. Wow. Uh, so cool. I'm so excited for you and um, where you are today and what you've overcome and then what's in front of you and the difference you're making for so many people. Um, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, uh, buy product, etc. Our website is soulinsole.com. That's S-O-U-L insole, I-N-S-O-L-E.com. You can reach out uh, to us there, or if you send the email and address it to Lena, if it's something specific <laughs> you want to ask me, it'll get passed over to me and I'll be happy to answer any questions they have. I had a lot of um, mentors throughout my time of getting started and I'm very happy to help advise other people who are just getting started. Um, that feels good to me. So feel free to reach out. Love it. Lena, this is so great. I'm so glad you're here today. You got to come back on uh, down the road. I know you have lots more stories to sell, to, to, to sell, lots more stories to, to, to share. <laughs> to tell. At, yeah, to tell and to share as you're growing the business. It's been so fun having you here today. Yeah, I would love to. Let me know next time. And um, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been really fun to talk to you and um, and be a part of your podcast. 
The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.